crap. We finally hit it. It was a bit of a delay, but <laughs> we finally hit episode 50. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Robert Verdugo podcast. And yes, we finally hit the big 5-0. And I want to take this time to just say thank you to everyone and anyone who's listening to the podcast. Anyone who's, you know, followed us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, it really means a lot. Um, the last couple of days have been a little bit of a struggle. Um, I think I was sick for a bit last week. I recorded this last Monday and I was halfway through and realized I can't do this because I sounded like crap. I was just allergy seasons around the corner. My voice was just beyond gone. And finally we hit it. So there is no Henny. I'm a bit sad. <laughs> there is no cigar, but we're going to catch a vibe anyway. And this is basically uh, my form of therapy and venting because I've been staring at the computer for an hour straight trying to write this cover letter for a job I'm applying for. And the last couple of days, I've been so demotivated. It's not funny. Um, and we'll get into everything about that soon. Basically, what I do was on Instagram, I basically wrote a poll and got you guys to send, not even a poll, it was a Q&A. Why am I talking shit? <laughs> I did a Q&A and basically got all these questions from you guys I want to answer on the podcast and even found some questions on the internet and just thought I'd answer them for the pod for anyone that's curious for just these random questions that I thought I'd come up with. But um, yeah, once again, we are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, try to upload every single Monday as best as I can um, and yeah. But we're going to get straight into the first question, which is uh, from a very good friend of mine. And he said, what do you think of Star Wars? <laughs> so if you guys aren't aware, basically, I think it was like two weeks ago, we went through a five day snap lockdown um, in Victoria. And basically, we had to stay indoors and not do anything for five days. So I decided to get on Discord with a bunch of my friends and we decided to watch Star Wars because I'm 25 and I've never, ever seen Star Wars and... I am so happy and so grateful that Discord was around and I'm so happy I got to watch it because now I can see why people love Star Wars because initially I thought of it as, you know, it's so lame, it's nerdy, it sounds just weeby as, even though that's probably not the right term for it, but I just thought it was lame. You know, growing up in high school and everyone was talking about it, I'm like, this sounds so dumb why would I watch this and truth be told it was not like that at all I was addicted and I've already you know committed to getting a Darth Vader tattoo in the near future because he is probably one of my top five favorite characters of all time in movies just the presence that Darth Vader gave in the initial scene like in number because what I if you're unaware of Star Wars basically the originals are four five six that's like how the series starts and then I think the first one was made in like 77 and then afterwards the prequels came out which is one two three which kind of ties in everything all together I haven't seen the sequels because I've heard it's garbage and I don't want to ruin I don't want that to ruin Star Wars for me. I've already gone to my friends to tell me all the memes and how bad it is. <laughs> but um, to be fair, the number four, I wish I was alive and in the cinemas to watch that because I believe it was made in 77 or 78. I could be wrong, but it's around in the late 70s and it is insane. Just it's so, so ahead of its time. And I, 
I'm jealous for those who have seen it in the movies because that would have been an experience that, yeah, you can't, I wouldn't be able to describe it. And by far, my jaw, I think I need a Rico because my jaw dropped every single movie and I absolutely loved it to a T. Um, and like I said, Darth Vader, you know, Anakin Skywalker too, but yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but Luke Skywalker and all that steez, man. Like I believe it was in number five. Um, I put it up on my Instagram and actually had a fair bit of, fair amount of people react to a photo of Luke, Luke Skywalker that I put up. I can't talk today, but that's just on every single podcast. But, um, I put a photo and he was wearing this jacket. It was like this cropped, like light gray, almost military jacket, but it was super futuristic at the same time. It was cropped. It like sat at his waist. It was buttoned up and it looked so good. And I was like, just the costume design in the entirety of Star Wars is insane. Not to mention, you know, the CGI and the set design and making it very immersive. Um, that's what I really loved about it as well. It was a world that was just created by someone, you know, and to put that out in a movie and have a series and to be a series like that it is, being Star Wars, felt so immersive and felt like it was something completely different that I haven't seen before. And I'm super super pleased to have seen it. I really, really want to watch Clone Wars and Mandalorian. Apparently Mandalorian's very, very good. Um, these are like animated series, I think. I know Clone Wars is. I don't know if Mandalorian is animated or if it's a live action, but um, I'm curious to watch those when I have time because at the moment, um, Valheim is taking over my life and I've been playing that a lot lately um, after I've, you know, done my goals for the day which we're getting to soon but um and we're getting to like the pc and stuff too i reckon because i think that would be interesting for people but um uh, another person another close friend of mine had sent me this question which was talk about the significance and challenges you face with saving um the friend who had sent this to me basically throughout lockdown we went through quite a fair bit of walks and had i would say dnms and just life conversations you know we talked about um, how to measure success, which is another question I'll get to soon. But we talked a lot about saving and how, you know, how do you go about it in the first place? And right now it's incredibly hard because I got let go at the start of the year and it's just been a mission to try and save. It's practically impossible. It's not on my mind right now. But the challenge mostly that I face is, I would have to say, you know, if you haven't been taught how to save, it can be extremely daunting and it's something you just have to learn on your own. I tried to as much in lockdown um, to research how to budget and to save. I was using this um, this budgeting website slash app, which is called YNAB. It's Y-N-A-B, not sponsored at all. But this, this budgeting tool was incredibly easy to use and very, let's say very eye-opening to see what you spend on and how much rubbish I spend my money on, which is so, it was very like traumatizing <laughs> to say the least, but, um, I feel like coming into once, you know, cause I've got my mind set on something and really, really want to get my foot in the door to what I want to do. Um, but at the time being, no saving is not on my mind. And that's probably the biggest challenge right now is trying to stay afloat kind of thing. Um, but also at the same time, trying to make sure that I can still live sustainably and still go out with friends, still go out with anyone and go out for dinners and all that, but still at the same time, learning how to budget and make sure I don't go above my means. Um, cause it's good to say no. If you literally can't afford it, just say no and say, nah, I'm broke, man. I mean, if your friends are 
you know, whoever you say it to, if they respect you enough, they'll be like, nah, it's fine. Don't stress. Um, because, you know, if you're unemployed, it is fucking incredibly hard. And I know a lot of people out there are experiencing the same issue as I have right now with applying for jobs in the midst of COVID and practically, you know, jobs right now, there are, there's, I've noticed a lot more opportunities opening up, which is good. However, at the same time, there are a lot more applicants too, and it's a very competitive field and trying to stand out on a freaking one page resume and cover letter. But to, to think that all of it gets funneled out and to think maybe yours won't even get read in the first place, it's daunting. And, um, you know what, we're going to lead into the next question, which was, a question I just thought of literally 10 minutes ago, staring at the cover letter and thought, you know what? I think people might might gain something out of this because it's the one thing I try to make sure my podcast is focused on is that when you leave or when whenever you decide to finish the pod is learn something at least from the podcast. I don't want you to walk away with just nothing. And the main question I have is, how is job hunting post-COVID? or in the midst of COVID, because I could say post-COVID, because Australia right now is doing pretty good and things have kind of gone back to normal, but how is job hunting throughout this, you know, pandemic and this timeline that I'm in, being at 25, it's fucking hard. <laughs> it's just, I can't put it in any other term apart from incredibly hard. And it's very, oh, like... I hate talking about it because it does, it's like, I'm very critical. And I mentioned this with my podcast with Andrew Rushton. If you guys haven't heard of it, it was a podcast posted about two weeks ago. He decided to come on the pod and we spoke about job hunting and he was in the midst of it as well last year. And it's, it's a mission. It's probably, I would say it's the hardest challenge I've, I've ever faced and it's right now and it's, I've always, I think I said on the podcast too, I want to be less critical of myself because, you know, as you guys know, I've been going to see a psychologist since last August or September and it's done amazing things and I've realized a lot um, in the time that I've been doing it. And one thing that my psychologist said to me is that you're very critical of yourself and you, you beat yourself up a lot for just the most minuscule thing. And, you know, that's basically the thing that comes with anxiety is just overthinking and being so critical of yourself and being down on yourself and to get rejection emails does not fucking help <laughs> oh it does not help because i wake up every morning and literally every hour i'm checking emails i'm doing you know i'm just sussing you know openings that have been or you know applications that have just recently opened or getting the email and saying you're unlikely to progress further we found another candidate and it's like okay it's it's another fear of rejection, which plays a lot on my mind too. It's the idea of, I apply, I put all this effort, I put all this time into a cover letter because, you know, you could be the person that just has one resume and sends it out to a bunch of companies and you don't change it. And the cover letter, which I've read some people don't do, and I've done it for every single application I've done. I have like a semi-template that I have. Basically, I have, you know, I've got highlighted company which I will write in for every single one. I've got the role, which I'll write in as well. And then I'll tweak it to, you know, the fundamentals and the skills and, you know, attributes that the company is looking for. And I try to mix it in a bit and try to change it as much as I can. But at the same time, it's like, 
you put all this effort, you put all this time, and you just get funneled out like that, and to just get the email saying, nah, not a chance, mate. It's It does kind of suck, and I did mention this last week to uh, my psychologist as well, because that was like the main thing that's been in my mind was, you know, the idea of rejection from a company because I feel like I'm not good enough. And it's been playing on my mind a lot lately in the last couple of days because I'm finally starting to get all the responses and they're not the right ones that I want to see. But at the same time, it's, you know, with all the experience that I have and just being new to the field that I want to do, which is marketing, if you are curious, I've, you know, my dream job, I was always like, I just had an idea on a company, but that was it. But now it's like, I just want to progress in social media. I want to be able to do like social media marketing Anything related to socials, I think would just be really beneficial for me because I've done it for such a long time and it does suck that no one sees that um, because you've been funneled out and let's say if you don't have the keywords, you know, you don't have communication in your resume, which you kind of need to have, but everyone's got that. (laughs) That's what I don't get. And then the worst part is, and this is what's made me really frustrated, like beyond frustrated in the last couple days, is being on LinkedIn, going through applications, and now recently I've just jumped back on Seek and Indeed as well, because um, I realized the role that I want to get into initially is just an assistant role or an internship, whatever it is. Um, but some of these roles, can you believe that an assistant role, someone would, a company want someone that has a minimum three years experience for an assistant role, you're joking. (laughs) You are fucking joking. That is absurd when I see this. As soon as I see it, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to apply because there's, there's no harm in sending a resume that is above your means. As long as it's in the field that you want to do, I see it as, you know what? You never know. Because I've seen Reddit stories. I'm on subreddit called Jobs. There's another one called Careers Guidance. There's people out there that I've been like, I just applied for one that was kind of above my means, way above my pay grade, and I've still gotten it anyway. You know, there is a handful of people out there and on Reddit that have mentioned this, but there's no harm in doing so because I've always seen it as if you're good enough or if the company sees that you're good enough because realistically, everyone is good enough to do anything and you are, your self-worth is a lot more, it's worth way more than what a company thinks you're worth, which I really, really hope that made sense, (laughs) but it's, you know, I always say it as if I apply for it, and they see that there's another position that's available that I think I'm best suited to, they might send it to me, it's like, yeah, that's, I can't really explain it much further than that, but the idea of rejection is the main thing that's been playing on my mind with this job hunting because it's the self-worth, it's feeling like you're not good enough for a resume, not good enough for a position, which is, you know, I've read some companies which I would love, love to work for and then just getting the rejection email and being like, shit, well, there goes that boat onto the next one. And then I feel like now, I feel like within the next week, I might hit a barrier with, I've seen the same job applications like four times like is there any more openings but every morning or you know around one or two o'clock because I get up in the morning at like 9 30 10 I chill for a bit 
relax and think, you know what? Okay, let's put in the mindset of getting into writing constant cover letters, da 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 da. But starting at like one and then just going from recently added and then just going through that and then see how we go. But I have been looking on Eventbrite as well, um, which is like a it's a pla- it's like a website which is dedicated to just events. And I've been trying to find like career guidance events or resume type events, but there's nothing quite on because of COVID and a lot of them are just online and I'm not dealing with that, man. I want to go into person and I want to see a bunch of people and just get more so motivation from others to see how they've done and getting to the field with no experience. And even though I say no experience, but I've got something under my belt. I've done this for three years on the podcast. I've done, you know, my YouTube grind for seven years, like think I know a thing or two and it just sucks that the resume isn't enough for someone to see that um but uh that's my rant <laughs> that was my rant for the one basic fucking question of how's job hunt job blah, 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 job hunting jesus christ oh god i've been all sorts this morning and this arvo and yesterday i've been up and about just stressing over this and you know what at the end of the day something is gonna pop up I've been extremely motivated in that last month of uh, February. Like all of February, it was like, I'm keen, I'm keen, I can see it, I can see it. And then obviously you put so much energy into this and not getting anything in return. It's it's like taking one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. But at the same time, it's, it's not like it's going to last forever. There is something that's going to come up and it will come eventually, I hope. And if anyone else that's listening that's currently in the job market right now, just know that you are worth way more than a rejection email. Just remember that. Um, I'm trying to talk to myself as well and trying to listen to my own advice, (laughs) but trust me, it's something will pop up and it's just a waiting game and just a lot of effort too. I feel like not many people do realize how fucking hard it is. Um, Yeah, especially like right now during like post-COVID kind of in Australia, but we'll keep going. That was like a little bit serious, but I liked that. That was good. Um, there was one question, which was when thinking back on your life, what was the hardest thing you had to overcome? And that's right now. That is literally at this point in time, this is probably the hardest thing I'm trying to overcome right now is getting over the critical thinking and the rejection emails and trying not to be so down on myself when it comes to job hunting, because that is, this is the hardest time of my life. I will not lie. Um, but yeah. It was a good question. I had to really think about it right now. Um, the next one is just a basic one. Someone had mentioned need love advice and down bad right now. It is very broad and I can only say this man, this man got his heart broken. doesn't really know what to do. And just think about this, mate. Think about this. And I try to use this in every situation that I'm in, um, whether I'm like peak anxiety and don't know what the fuck to do. It's emotions come in waves And when you're feeling at your worst, just remember that that is a very short wave and the emotions will come down and you'll, you know, be back to, I'm not going to see you back to your normal self because normal is different for everyone. But if you're going through something like a breakup, just know that it doesn't last forever, man. Trust me, it doesn't last forever. And there are plenty of fish in the sea, as cliche as that freaking sounds, it's true, and if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And as long, as long as you communicate it properly and realize what you want, and 
you know, you make you, if both of you made your ends meet and it didn't work out, then it is what it is. All right. At the end of the day, the other person's missing out. Trust me. Um, the next one is top five movies of all time. And to be quite frank, I can't really answer this because it is extremely hard to put a lot of movies up there. But Dark Knight is number one easily easily number one because it's yeah if you haven't seen it i don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life but what an incredible movie because everyone has seen that for anyone that hasn't seen it you think of the dark knight you think oh it's a superhero film it's gonna be cliche guy saves the day blah 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 but it's not it's christopher nolan's take on a a realistic superhero that would live in our society and how you know how would you cope Obviously, there's a little bit of gadgets that, not even gadgets, because most of it you can, most of it's used in real life. If that even makes sense, like the tumbler in the Dark Knight is actually created in the army, and I don't know how much Nolan invested in that fucking car. Oh my god, it was like millions and millions of dollars because he had like a lot of prototypes. Um, but if you haven't seen it, Jesus Christ, I have Joker up there as well. I honestly couldn't tell you where I would place Joker, but. I remember seeing that film and thinking, holy shit, that is the best way to portray mental health in a movie I've ever seen. Even though it's practically a revamped taxi driver, I've heard, which I need to watch as well. Um, but nevertheless, Joker is insane. And, you know, Batman, Joker, top two, whatever. But yeah, a bit biased, but I'm trying to think of any other ones. Um, these are just off the top of my head. I'm not going to even list them in the top five, but... The, my favorite ones that come into mind of all time would have to be definitely Interstellar, just because I love sci-fi. I love the spacey atmosphere. I love the immersion of just being such a realistic approach to space that I've ever seen. Um, Inception as well, which it's weird because when I was back in high school and I studied philosophy, I liked the idea of dreams and, you know, I loved how Nolan had taken that step further to... Im- to have this idea of planting an idea into someone's mind without telling them. That is like, it sounds, it sounds a bit weird, but that's the idea of inception. It's telling someone something without physically telling them. (laughs) It's like, okay, if I tell you not to think about elephants, what the hell are you going to think of? You're going to think of an elephant and inception is the idea of giving something or giving something, giving someone an idea without physically telling them and going through the dream, telling them through a dream state. And then you've got the idea of breaking down dreams within a dream and gets very, it's pretty much a mind fuck and it's great. So I'll put those up there. Um, next one we have is best clothing stores in Melbourne. Um, I get asked this quite a fair bit and to be quite honest, eh, like, eh, it's, it's all right. Like you got Mariah, which is pretty good. It's just high-end designers and all that stuff. It's cool. But like I've, in the state that I'm in right now, I don't ever go into a high-end designer store to buy something at all because A, I can go in Essence and wait for a sale and B, I only go there if I want to try something on and I just will never buy it physically in store unless I really, really, really wanted it. And then at the same time, I can go get it secondhand. But like the main ones that I think of is like Mirai. Um, the Acting Studio store is gorgeous as well. Um, opposite H&M. I'm not sure what street it was on. I can't even remember. But thrift scene wise is beautiful. Um, 
there's so many stores that I don't even know the name of. I just walk into a random vintage store and just have a browse. But like Smith Street's really good. Brunswick, Brunswick Street is also very good. There are a few on Sydney Road, I believe as well, and just scattered throughout, you know, inner Melbourne. So it's probably best to just take your time and just research a bit of Melbourne stores. Um, but thrift scene is beautiful. You can find a lot, a lot of good things in the vintage scene. A lot of my jewelry actually... Um, even though I lost half of mine, it's a really sad time. I lost my, I had like this, this it wasn't vintage. I'm not gonna say it was vintage, but I bought this ring from a vintage store in Japan in Shimokitazawa. It's like a work stat inspired ring. It's like a three stack, which has like three rings. And then one is overlapped on top of the other two and then stacks really nicely. And I fucking lost it. I don't know where it is. I'm so sad because I lost that. I lost two other ones. And now I'm like, I don't know where anything is. And they were like, that was my bread and butter, man. But now I resorted to like, I found this, oh, what vintage store? Was it Vintage Garage? I believe, I think on Smith Street. I think it might be labeled as Vintage Garage. But their jewelry section is gorgeous. And it's a lot of it has to do with small designers as well. Um, A lot of it's just small Australian or Melbourne designers that just, have a few in the glass case, whether it be jewelry, and that's basically about it. And then the rest is just all vintage. But um, I found like this Chrome Heart inspired ring, which is actually really, really cool. Um, you think it's Chrome Hearts, but it's not. And I would love to against Chrome Hearts, but it's still a bit of a meme, so I'm not going to. But at the same time, if I bought a Harley or if I bought my V-Star 650 one day, which I will, I definitely will, that's when you rock the Chrome Heart stays. But I found this ring. I just use it as a pinky ring, pretty much. It's sterling silver, chrome arts with the cross. Is there a skull on the side as well? I think. I can't even remember. But I found that for like 60 bucks. And then I found a, like a chain. How do I even explain it? It's a ring that's inspired as a chain, if that kind of makes sense. Um, that's probably the easiest way to explain it. And I found that for like 50 bucks at a thrift store too. But it's all 100% sterling silver too. And it's gorgeous. Absolutely love them. Um, we've got one, which was a little bit random, but I do own something from them and it's thoughts on the weekday pants selection overall weekday trousers. I've heard are insane. I have a pair of like these khaki green weekday trousers, which a kind of a piece of shit <laughs> in all honesty. I've, I've worn them a fair bit. They're cozy as, and they're a straight cut. It has like this tassel at the bottom, which allows you to cuff them like into boots and have like that nice stacked effect i used to have a similar pair of trousers from needles um they were pretty much identical cut straight cut tassel at the bottom and they were a gorgeous fit but i sold them over a year ago and kind of wanted something since saw these weekday ones on asos they're on sale for like 25 dollars, and thought yo this is actually might be a bit of a steal let's take a punt on it and see how it fits waistband fits good the only thing is that the cargo pockets I don't know what it is, but they just got destroyed. The actual clasp or the button system for the cargo had actually come off the the actual trouser and now I can't close the pockets. And that just comes to show that, yeah, it's it's just a cheap pair of trousers. Obviously, it's not going to be the highest quality and I just use them whenever. Like, they're pretty good though. I can, you can, it's a, it's a very versatile piece and I feel like a lot of weekdays pieces are very versatile in that apparently the denim line is really good. They have a lot of variety of different cuts. 
got straight cut, slim cut. I think they still do skinnies. I don't know if they do. Um, but even trousers-wise, they've got corduroy trousers. They've got some nice pleated trousers. Um, but the only thing I experience right now is those cargos. Would I buy anything else from weekday? Yeah, I would. I'll go an ASOS soon and have a sus because I kind of need to get some more pieces for the winter time. And budget-wise, I thought, you know what? Let's just go on the cheap way. Go to ASOS and H&M, mate. Not H&M. I'm not going there. ASOS and weekday and have a sus. And the way... The reason why I say H&M is because weekday is actually owned by H&M, if anyone didn't know that. And I also purchased a khaki green, like, mock neck t-shirt. I ended up giving up... I ended up giving it to the girlfriend because I'm just not going to wear it. I didn't really like the cut of it as much. I thought it was just a bit meh, but I was like, you know what? She can wear it because I'm not going to fucking wear it. It was only like 12 bucks anyway. Um, you can find some really good stuff on weekday on the ASOS ASOS website, weekday section. You can find some good steals on there. Um, and funny enough, someone had asked, what are your thoughts on ASOS? And, you know, is it a really, is it a good way to, what did he even say on here? Is it a good way to approach on budgeting? I'm not even sure if that makes sense, but ASOS wise, it's good. It's, it's a mission to find something good, but you can. The only thing, only thing is if you go on ASOS design and the ASOS home brand, like, you know, the in, the in brand ASOS brand that I'm not making any sense. But anyways, I bought this shirt and it sucked. All right. It was a beautiful, beautiful red, blue, and white, you know, um, revered collar Cuban shirt. <sighs> I don't know what happened to, to the material, but it shrunk like two sizes smaller now. I don't know why, and I washed it on cold, and I did low tumble dry, not dry, low tumble and on cold, because I always do that with, you know, these finer fabrics, especially if they're rayon, you know, it's going to be hard to wash them and to find, and to find out that this is shrunk, I can't wear it, so that's thrown out the window. My last thing that I bought, which was like Cuban style, was actually this um, Uniqlo shirt. It's a gorgeous Uniqlo shirt. It's actually from the women's line, so... You know, if you're a little bit eh about it, trust me, just try it. But it's a short sleeve Cuban shirt from the women's section. It comes in like a black, uh, cream, khaki green, and also like a maroonish brown, I think. Um, and it's a little bit cropped, revered collar, and it fits like a fucking glove. It's so good. And it was only like 20 or 25 bucks. Um, women's line in Uniqlo always kills it. And there was a question soon about Uniqlo too, but we'll get into that soon. Um... The next one was tips for styling and layering for the bigger boys. So for the thick boys, man, you know, COVID, you've been in lockdown, starting a little bit thick. I've noticed online, online and on YouTube as well. And in actual, um, who was it? Someone from Complex, man. Just everyone. I think there was a lot of people just talking about being in COVID and just getting thick. And it's like, you know what? Just fucking embrace it, bro. Just embrace the thickness. I don't give a fuck. Like, fair enough. You got to look after yourself, all right? Still go to the gym. And I'm glad that gyms are open and I can still go. Um, my chest is still fucked from Monday and I have to go after this pod. I'm pretty keen um, because I saw this thing, Jocko Willink. I was on TikTok because I'm contemplating getting on TikTok for the fashion steez. Like, me post videos on TikTok. I don't know if I should yet. Um, but I saw this motivational quote, which was uh, with Joe Rogan. And yeah, but it was Joe Rogan and Jocko Willink. And if you are stuck in your mind 
I think the, the way he said it was, if you're if you're stuck in your minds, take it out on your body or something like that. Basically saying that if you're feeling stressed out and you're feeling anxious, especially like right now with job applications and cover layers and all this stuff, just take it out of the gym and get out of them. I think he said, get out of your mind and into your body. I think that's the way he said it. And it's, you know, basically doing some physical exercise can just relieve a lot of stress and anxiety. So um, that was very good. But what was the question? I completely forgot, man. Oh, it was a layering, Steve's. Dude, I'm telling you right now, overshirts are the biggest, the greatest thing to ever come about. Just go to Our Legacy or whichever brand you want to go to. I say Our Legacy because they have the best overshirts and garments and that is my favorite brand to date. It is fucking insane. But overshirt-wise, you can still do the tuck-in, dude. Trust me. Do the tuck-in, but don't wear skinny jeans. If you're a little bit... If you've got thick thighs, I've got tree stump thighs and I've got a big ass. It kind of sucks. Um, but at the same time, just wear straight cut or wear like a carrot cut. I've noticed that a carrot cut or a tapered cut silhouette on a trouser actually makes your thighs appear just like a nice straight cut and then tapers towards the bottom and gives off a nice slim look without uh, having a skinny jean, if that makes sense. And then, you know, I've always seen it as dress for your body type and you don't have to wear like extremely oversized clothing because at the end of the day, it's going to make you look even bigger and that's not really what you want. So the way I always go about it, look, I'm a little bit thick, but I'm not like thick, thick. <laughs> I'm trying to make myself feel better, right? But basically I just wear a nice singlet underneath and a nice overshirt, trousers, straight cut, boots, happy days. It just works. Um, overshirts, I feel like for my personality and the way I dress, overshirts, leather shirts, jackets, with regards to that utilitarian look, that workwear-inspired military look, I just think it really suits me really well as a person. Um, I would definitely not go for the SLP six-foot-two skinny white boy. That's not me because I don't fit that body type at all, and it's it's goes to show you need to dress for your body type but that's not to say you can mix styles from one another you can mix an slp leather jacket and still wear like a nice straight cut pair of trousers if you have the money for an slp leather jacket but obviously you can substitute it but those styles you can still mix them and you know mix it for your own stees if that makes sense it's probably the best way to describe it but um mate leather shirts i'm in the mood for a mad leather shirt and I'm finding it really difficult to find one. Um, the only one I found was a Rick Owens one and I'm not paying 1.5 grand for that. No, thanks. <laughs> there was one dude who asked books you've read recently and what's your favorite video game of all time? Mate, oh, I fucking hate reading books. <laughs> I want to get into it, but I just don't have the mental capacity to read a book. And I really, really want to. I mean, the last one I read was the self-titled book. It's self-titled A Book About Our Legacy. It was, you know, why our legacy is what it is and the actual perception of the brand and what they do behind closed doors. Um, and they went a lot about into detail of masculinity and being and mixing masculine and feminine into garments which you wouldn't even tell would be for women's wear or men's wear it's about merging both to become just just an easy piece for anyone to wear which is something i absolutely love 
and having the collaborations right now with Stussy, fucking insane. And their workshops, these, is insane too. And this goes into the next question as well. Actually, you know what? Because I still haven't answered the game. But um, favorite video game of all time? <sighs> Mate, Bioshock Infinite's very up there. But oh, wow, what else would you put up there, dude? I've got nostalgic steez with RuneScape. 2007 RuneScape. That was like, that was the core of like my nostalgic primary school days. That was such a beautiful game. Um, what else would I put up there? Warzone's funny. It's not the greatest game of all time, all time, but I just had a really good time with my mates with it. What else? Would, Valheim is up there right now for me. That is, it's an early access game. If you haven't heard of it, Valheim is only on PC, mind you. So if you're not a PC gamer, soz. <laughs> but the game is basically a mix of Skyrim, World of Warcraft, RuneScape, and Witcher, maybe? A bit of Witcher vibes, if that, yeah, it actually does make sense. But Valheim is just like this Viking, Viking MMO, which you build everything from scratch. So you need a lot of like creative architectural steez and engineering, but nothing helps with a nice guide, okay? Because this game can be very overwhelming for building in the first place, but it just throws you in the deep end and it doesn't tell you what to do. Then that's what I like about games, which don't hold your hand and they just put you in, hey, here you go. All you gotta do is beat these six bosses and have fun. And it's like, okay, I'm 40 hours into the game and I still really don't know what to do. That's actually a lie because I'm a bit of a sweat on the game, but it is really, really good. And it's in early access still. It was made by like five dudes at Iron Gates. I think it was Iron Gates. I think that's the company. Um, but there's five of them. And to create a game like this that was only 20 bucks, it makes sense how they sold over 3 million copies because it's an amazing game. So I highly recommend it. Um, that's probably my favorite game right now. Um, will it, you know, is, will it go, will it stand the test of time? I'm not sure. Um, but I put Metal Gear up there as well because that was just nostalgic too. I remember Metal Gear. My uncle used to play it in front of me and every time he got spotted, I shat myself because of the sound. Oh my God, it was so scary at the time. But that's like also very an artsy and very creative um, game and series to say the least. It kind of went to shit after number five or even at five. But number one to four, incredible game. And if you like in-depth cinematic and just storyline-based games, give it a go. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably about it. I've played a lot more games in the last year and a half, especially on the PC too. Like Bioshock, I finally finished all of them. Been playing Borderlands as well. That was really good. Skyrim, I clocked like 80 hours on that game. I don't know how, but I did. And then now I'm starting to get into CS. Uh, if you don't know Counter-Strike, I just really like surfing with my mate and we just surf and it's just really relaxing. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Um, move on to something else though. If you could wear two brands for the rest of your life, what would they be? And you have an unlimited budget. Um, I already know off the top of my head, but I'm trying to justify if there's any other ones out there personally. But like, if you have to wear two brands, right? They've got to be ones, the brand's going to cater for a wedding, functions, going out, casual, and office or work. Depends what you do. Two brands have to cover all of that. 
and I can already think of two right now off the top of my head. <laughs> if you know me well, I'll put Our Legacy up there. Our Legacy, number one, uh, because they've got the blazers, they've got the shirts, they've got the casual t-shirts, they've got casual trousers, they've got denim, they've got boots, they've got runners. Bro, I can keep going. I can keep going with this because this is one brand which I will honestly wear for the rest of my life until I die because this brand... <sighs> I don't know if I can find someone else like our legacy or a brand like this. If anyone knows any other brands that are similar to our legacy and have that same steez, please let me know because I want to venture to something else and just get a little bit, you know, just venture out to different stuff. All right. Cause sometimes it kind of sucks just being secluded into one brand. And the second one for me would have to be Rick Owens, obviously, because once again, you still have the dark aesthetic, but he also has a variety of different color palettes as well. Um, he's branched out into different tones and you've still got the puffer jackets. You've still got the leather jackets, leather shirts, trousers upon trousers. You've got cozy and you've got dressy and you've got a variety of different boots and sneakers to go with because you need cozy sneakers. So let's say uh, you can go with like the Veja because I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Veja or Veja. Um, the Veja and Rick Owens collab. It's a comfy silhouette to use. Beautiful. Then you've got like Ramones for a casual steez. Then you've got the combats line if you want to go for the military look. Then you've got like just dressy, um, what's it called? I'm trying to think. It was off the top of my head. Cooper boots as well. You can dress up and down as well. Think, yeah, you could. But our legacy and Rick Owens by far. Because I feel like those two can kind of complement each other. I know you might hear that and think like, what the fuck are you being serious? But think about it for a sec. You can wear like a nice straight cut pair of Rick Owens trousers and wear a nice, beautiful Our Legacy overshirt over the top and it gives off just, oh, baby. Ooh, it'll just look really good. Oh, man. So good. And the budget, man. You can just buy whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> but um, here we go. There's another one which was 21, 20, 2021 goals, new pickups, and new music you've been listening to. Um. 2021 goals, I mentioned that at the start of the pod, is get my foot in the door into marketing. And from as, you know, I have a hair in my mouth. That's kind of gross. But <laughs> the one thing is that I just want to be stop being so self-critical of myself and stop, you know, being a negative Nancy in my own head, if that makes sense. Because it does happen and it's just something I'm just trying to work on as best as I can. Um and just trying to keep motivated at the same time and just really look after myself because I've always been the selfless type, always like growing up, I've just been the selfless dude, but I kind of need to be selfish at times and I'm trying to learn that because um, being selfless can have its, can be very good. Um, and I mentioned this before in a variety of different podcasts where self selfless and selfish you should have a balance of both because everyone's seen, you know, when you hear the word selfish, you think of a negative connotation and think, yo, why are you being so selfish? But at the same time, being so selfless, I've put so much energy into people and it's like, you know what? I've got no energy for myself and that's when I get into a bit of a, a, bit of a Debbie Downer. So it's trying to find time to take care of myself, to do what I want to do, just spend endless hours on Valheim or go to the gym or play tennis or whatever it is and just spend time by myself, even though tennis is a two-man sport. But, you know, walks, runs, gym, games, whatever. It's trying to find time for myself and 
yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. But um, one of the pickups that I recently copped was actually like a couple days ago. Um, it was like this mock neck Uniqlo long sleeve t-shirt. I don't wear long sleeves, but um, someone convinced me to get it and thought, you know what? All right, let's give it a go. And I'll rate it. All right. I don't ever wear jumpers, but maybe I should start because the hoodie sometimes can just be a bit too hot, to be quite honest. And the jumpers just a cozy steez and it's just a long sleeve mock neck. It's not like turtleneck. It's a mock neck, which is nice. Um, and it's like in a forest green. So it's something a little bit different and it's still a color palette, which I really enjoy. And it was only 20 bucks. $20 to get a nice steez like that, I'm quite happy with. And also, take a shot for every time I've mentioned the word steez in this podcast, you might end up in hospital, I'm just saying. <laughs> but the other thing as well is I picked up this Jason Poland um, Uniqlo tote bag as well. It was like 10 bucks. thought, you know what? I need a new tote because my bare knuckles is getting destroyed and I really like Jason Poland's work as well. It's just all linear work and it's very Tokyo and Japanese-inspired work and I absolutely love it. Um, I've got a t-shirt which is like, on the back, it's all linear work of Shibuya, I believe, or the city of Tokyo. And on the front, it's actually a lady. And it's like, lady waiting, waiting at a bus stop or train station at Shibuya Crossing at the, like certain, like, um, what's it called? I'm trying to say this on my head. What the hell is it called? Um, the address. That's right. The address. <laughs> it's like the address in Shibuya and she's waiting at a bus stop. It just looks really cool. Um, but that's really about it. I'm trying to think of if I have any other ones. Um, there was a question which I asked Andy and I kind of want to answer again. Uh, but what was like the last thing that you did for the first time? Um, and I want to re-say, because that was actually an interesting question. If you haven't listened to that pod, go ahead and listen to it. But my answer was building a PC for the first time. That was probably the last time I did something um, for the first time. And that was a very good experience. And... I would highly recommend it because it's a challenge. It's a very good challenge and it's something which you can use every single day. I've used the computer every single freaking day for everything. You know, jobs, movies, games, everything. It's like the best investment I've ever done and I'm so happy with it. Um, I believe those are the questions that I have and I'm really happy. I'm really happy with where we are. Episode 50. What a G up and now on the way to 100. Who knows how long that's going to take, but, you know, maybe end of 2021, we might hit 100. That would be a J-up, and I think we might. I really think we might, because I want to get back into the Reddit stories of Friday and get into the news, because that was good, and I want to get up this pod. Keep keep pushing, man. So, if you enjoyed this pod, don't forget to give it a like, or, you know, subscribe. Subscribe, or even follow just Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever it is. Give us a rating, if you so kindly. That would be beautiful. And I will leave you with a nice tune to end off your Wednesday. And uh, enjoy the rest of the week. And we'll see you guys on Monday. Take care. You were right. I know I can't get enough of you. Leave it all to bloom. You were right. Down. Floating on
Yes, sir. 